I didn't even take a sip that I was time. Say, what the fuck? Are you? Now you're just pantomiming. Uh, you know why? Noises? You know why? Because I, I I got a I got a wild hair up my ass, and uh, I wanna I wanna open up the show by saying that uh, the 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 sound that you just heard of the seltzer that I just popped open is uh, an aha sparkling sparkling water, uh, blueberry pomegranate. You know why? Why? Wegmans hasn't returned my calls. That's why. I was gonna say I didn't sell out. I'm drinking a Wegmans. You sold out weeks ago. I could be bought. <laughs> it's not selling out. It's buying it. Right. Uh, Wegman's not calling me back, so I'm uh, I'm branching out, branching out to the ahas. I have I have some some buble in there, some caffeinated buble. Yo, that buble is good uh, shit. <laughs> we got some, you know, venturing. Wegman's could have locked me down, and they didn't, <laughs> and they didn't. So I'm 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 running around on them. Uh, wow, you whore! I know, right? You hussy. Uh, but anyway, with that, how dare you? Brent, how are you, pal? I'm good, man. This show's called We Need Wrestling. Oh, wow, it is. <laughs> Welcome to it. Uh, hey, hello. I'm good. You um, may have heard you may have heard of us from the uh, many other shows on the Soon to Be Named Network. Yes, we're, we're our, the one that's usually third or fourth mentioned. Our friends, our yes. our pals, our confidants. Right. Um. Uh. So yeah, I'm uh, good, man. Good? Yeah, I watched okay. uh, Insidious Two before yes. we recorded this. Yes. Scared the shit out of me. Taking you down the insidious journey. Well, yeah, because I saw the first one yes. many, like ten, literally ten years ago in theaters, many moons ago, and then we rewatched it last week, and I was like, "Man, this is really good." And mm-hmm. I never saw the second one, and oh, baby, yes, <laughs> got me, got me jumping, got me bumping, right. And we're gonna we're gonna continue on to the third and the fourth I'm one. Down with that, and uh, we're gonna have fun with that for the next bunch of weeks. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be a good time. But we're not here to talk. Lynn Shay and her awesomeness in horror movies She's and great. other movies. She's great. Uh, we are here to talk wrestling. The wonderful world of professional the, wrestling. The week of the weekend review of wrestling. The sport of kings. Uh, and then the other stuff that, that wasn't from this week. And then other uh, stuff. Other uh, stuff. Yeah, so, dude. I don't know. We were kind of talking before the show and it was kind of a quiet week. Yes. News-wise, yes. right? I don't really think there was much. No. Um, I finally listened to, finally finished, uh, Pritchard's podcast on Ahmed Johnson today. I finished that the other day. It took me like yeah. so long, not just like, just cause my life, but yeah. I was like, man, poor Ahmed. Uh, I don't appreciate how they laughed at him, uh, feuding over the letter T. How dare they disgrace, Listen, how they, how dare they disgrace and discredit Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. That, sh- <laughs> that shaped me as a wrestling fan. It certainly did. Watching Mr. Big T. Mm-hmm. Throw the bird, the whirly bird. Yeah. And when he was walking back through the entrance, I just double slapped his butt cheeks. It's, it's, the, it's the second or third most important wrestling thing never happened in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I would say, do you want to rank them? But maybe we could rank them one week. No, Ooh, no, 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 no. That's not worth it. What's, what's, all right. What's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about okay. it. Okay. The number one most important thing uh, to happen in Wilkes-Barre in professional wrestling is when WNEP covered the Vince McMahon limo explosion as if it were real. Okay. I and, thought... and forced them to undo the angle. Well, one of the reasons that forced them to undo the angle on TV. What was the other reason? We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about when WBRE did a special on Jimmy Edwards' Backyard Wrestling Fed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, Bear Jason, we can talk about okay. the... All right. We can talk about the... Uh, CYC stopping the Bishop Pitt Timlin stopping wrestling yeah. in CYC because somebody said ass or suck it or something. Probably suck at it. One of those shows. Um, but no, the number one most important 
wrestling thing to ever happen in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania is the fact that the local news covered Vince McMahon's a limo explosion death as real. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was say, for me, it's definitely Big T. Whirl in the bird. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the most important thing that ever happened in Wilkesboro. Right. Or those house shows that I went when, to. When was that? When Vince's thing exploded? Like 2006. Is that when it was? Because I think uh, not a couple weeks later. I... Okay, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, and it must have been another storyline. Uh, but I remember my mother-in-law telling uh, Michelle and I one day that uh, that Ed McMahon died. And we're like, oh, Ed McMahon died? That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, and she meant Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> but it was some other angle with, who knows. But yeah, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, uh, Big T. <laughs> Big T forever. Big T and the Vince, the the many deaths of Vince McMahon. <laughs> uh, oh no, the second or third, uh, I guess favorite thing is uh, oh the what the hell is that? Mike Chioda at G Club. Oh yeah, just being <laughs> absolutely shit hammered and just being in the goddamn private room yeah. for an hour and a half. Right. God bless you, Mike Chioda. Right. Dude, I I'll never forget. Yeah, you know, all right. So this is this is little, we don't got much to talk about this week. Little, so this will work. Little adult talk. Oh, adult talk. Uh, so gentleman's talk. Yeah. So we used to have a a friend who was a bouncer at the local gentleman's club, and uh, WWE wrestlers would uh, often come into the gentleman's club after their show because it was literally right by the arena. So I was in there one time. I don't. I think it might have been after a house show. I remember Snitsky was there, and he's wearing like one of the top three ugliest jackets I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then Mark Henry was there, and like that dude was in person is fucking massive. And I remember one of the bouncers like tried to like give him a real stern handshake, and Mark Henry was just like, "You ain't got to fucking shake my hand like that." And I was like, "Kill him, kill him, Mark." <laughs> uh, and then there, I think that, I don't know if it was the same night or another night where Randy Orton got kicked out for making out with a with a female dancer. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mike Chioda just being absolutely fucking just sauce, right? Yes, for hours in that back room. Yeah, what a man! What a man! Absolutely, a lot of lot of wrestling history in this era. In this area, a lot of people don't uh, <laughs> maybe don't realize that. Uh, sort of. We're, uh, Wolfsburg Scranton area is sort of like the the weird in between for a lot of really important things throughout music and wrestling and just sort of everything. It's a fun little you hub. know. I mean the the Ramones because we're 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 almost in the middle of New York City to Philly, so the Ramones have played Wolfsburg like back when the stuff was cool. Yeah. And we we still get cool shows. We still get a lot. You know, uh, comedians used to come through and just try out their sets in Wilkes-Barre because a lot of communities used to say that if you can make people in Wilkes-Barre laugh, you can yeah. make people anywhere laugh because we're nothing but miserable, like, assholes. Not uh, which is why, like, I got to see George Carlin when he wasn't touring. I had to see John Stewart do stand-up when I was a kid yeah. uh, at the Kirby Center when he didn't tour. Yeah. Uh, and wrestling, you know, we got the CYC. We got a lot of cool stuff. Chikara yeah. coming through, ECW in Kingston. Like, we got to see some cool stuff as kids. Then there was that time where Cody Rhodes wanted to fight my brother-in-law at a TGI Fridays. Yes. Well. Uh, my brother-in-law deserved it. I, it, it. It was, it was, he was badgering him for a picture and he's like, I'm on the fucking phone with my mother. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, What's his mom's name? Diana? No. What's, what's Cody's mom's name? I have no idea. I don't remember. Uh, and then 
there's a time when me and Roman Reigns bought candy together. That's right. Sheets. There you go. Right. So <laughs> you used to be able to run into Mark Henry also going to the strip club. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah, you and Roman Reigns sharing yeah, me, me, some Me candy, and Roman Reigns sharing candy. And, and, yeah, we did, gave the candy nod to each other. Right. And I, I think he appreciated me not being like, hey, man, can I get a picture or something? Right. Don't blow up a guy's yeah. spot. You know? like, it was like, hood up. Right. Like, and I'm like, hey, man. Yeah. He goes, hey, how are you? I said, good, man. And he goes, oh, you guys were in Reading tonight, right? He goes, yeah. I said, oh, you're up here next week. I said, oh, it's right up the road. He goes, oh, cool, cool. I said, yeah, man, safe travels. He goes, oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. Right. I was like, all right, big dog. All right, ooh-ah, man. Ooh-ah, man. I, What's uh, up, brother? Not wrestling related, but I had a- I think uh, you bought some Reese's. Ooh. Uh, I had a, a, a former boss of mine run into uh, Dr. J in an airport locally. That rules. And like- was he at a Voca? <laughs> no, I, it was it was Philly, I think. But anyway, okay. but he was like he, you know, he walked right over. He goes, "I ain't gonna blow up your spot because he's hood up, glasses on." Absolutely, it was Dr. J traveling through Philadelphia, yeah. and he was like, "But get a picture, Dr. J." Yeah, you're do- hey man, you're Dr. J. <laughs> right. Oh, did you know that you're do- you're Dr. J? Hey, uh, remember like when you were Dr. J? No, like, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, man. I mean, I probably would go get my picture uh, with Dr. J. Yeah, but you know, it's all it's cool to. Uh, to do that, not blow up anybody's spot. I also got my picture taken with Kurt Angle in a TNA ring at the arena once. Because they were literally just like, hey, anybody who had a ticket who came to this house show, you can get your picture taken with Kurt Angle. And I'm like, fuck yeah. All right. And uh, I don't know where that picture went. That makes me sad. Because I'm a Mark Pick with Angle. It was like right after he wrestled a match, too. And you could tell he's just like, yeah. I'm miserable. Get me out of here. Right. Um, but yeah, that's welcome to welcome to Wilkes-Barre Wrestling. Yes. Uh, let's talk about wrestling that happened this week, though. Yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, on the impact front of things, I didn't watch the Thursday show until Sunday, and they already had the pay-per-view the night before, and I just didn't, I don't know, my life was busy, so I was like, nope, I'm just not gonna watch it. I didn't have any notes from the impact taping, either, because it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, Smackdown though, what a what a weird, still weird arrangement this Impact thing is with Dynamite. It's still it's so one sided and not lighting the world on fire in any way. It's a strange situation. Um, so Smackdown, I did watch that. I had a couple things from that. Okay. Um, Cesaro made his return. Okay. Why and, was he hurt? Well, because Seth Rollins took him out. Oh, was that when he punched through the door? Yeah. Okay. It was great. I I saw, like, stills of it. I don't watch. Oh, man. It was so good. He literally beat the pants off of him. Did you see the... So, Foley's on Broken Skull. Sunday. Did you see the the clip with him? And he's, like, on his knees. He's like, please. He goes, you didn't think we were worth anything either. Like, please give this guy a chance. Yeah. Everybody. If you... Honestly... If you're a professional wrestling fan and you enjoy the sport and the art of it, you you like Cesaro. He's of he's, a, he's one of the most talented wrestlers. He's the man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he beat the shit out of Seth Rollins okay. to the point where Seth Rollins lost his pants and split his pants. Okay. It was great. All right. It was awesome. I, it reminded me of Jake beating up Rick Rude and Rick Rude losing his pants <laughs> and Rick Rick Rude's big old donger flying everywhere. Well, you know. Yes. And With a mustache like that, you have to have a big old donger. That's a big fact. Yeah. Um, I like the stuff they're doing as well. So they're kind of feuding. Uh, they're not American Alpha. What the fuck is their name? Uh, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy. I so, saw Otis shaved. That's in my notes. Yeah. So uh, the match was uh, Montez Ford versus Chad Gable. Because mm-hmm. they've been like attacking each other backstage. 
And they're like, let's just do one-on-one. Okay. And, like, and Abel's like, you stay back here. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Otis is still mad. <laughs> so Dawkins is watching the match. Otis jumps him and beats the hell out of him. Otis looks awesome with no beard. He looks like a a psycho. Even, even more of a psycho without a beard. Yeah. Um, the end of the match, he definitely missed his cue, though, to break up the pin. No, I was that's like, funny. Oh, man. But uh, I like Street Profits versus... Uh, I would keep wanting to call them American Alpha, but it's Alpha Academy. Mm. That's 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 some good good wrestling. Yeah, no, oh, I'm, I'm listen. The uh, I want I, my brain is like private party. They're not private party. Private party. Yeah, Dawkins and uh, Street Profits. Street Profits. <laughs> right. Um, my brain is bad. Uh, are really good. We yeah. said that from the beginning. Yeah. I fell in love with those guys a long time ago. Yep. Uh, and Otis and and uh, Shorty G are both yeah, come on talented dudes. Shorty G never happened. Okay. <laughs> yes, it I did. refuse to acknowledge it. I refuse to accept it. Okay. But somebody that I will acknowledge Ooh. is one Mister Roman Reigns. Yes, the Uwan Man, the, the Tribal man. Chief, the head of the table. Yes, acknowledge me. <laughs> he was fucking incredible this week. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like. I know you DVR it, mm-hmm. even if you just skip through the whole show and just watch the stuff with Roman. Yeah. He is so goddamn good. Um, like, Jimmy Uso was finally like, like I've had enough. Mm-hmm. Like, like Jay, how do you not see what he's doing? And Roman was just like, oh, like, Jay, you're going to let him talk to you like that? You know? Like, yeah. Like, you don't see what he, what your brother's trying to do to you? Um. So Jim and Jimmy's like, oh, tell tell uh, Roman to meet us in our locker room. So Jay or Jay goes back and Roman's like, our locker room, and he just starts laughing. He's <laughs> oh, I didn't know you guys have a locker room. Yeah, he just kept repeating our locker room. So he goes in. They have the confrontation. Jay is finally like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of both of you guys. Like you're putting me in the middle of this. I can't stand either of you right now. Right. And Roman goes on to cut like maybe his best promo ever. Wow. On Jimmy. Okay. It was. So god yeah. damn good. He's just talking about like he's like he's like, Do you really think I want to box you right now? He's yeah. like, You're my family. This is what I do it for. Like it was it was honestly like, wow, this is yeah. good shit. And then later on in the night, Ray Mysterio calls out Roman Reigns. Okay. He's mad because he beat up Dominic last week. Mm. So the main ev- well, the main event is gonna be at Hell in a Cell, which is Sunday. Right. Is Ray versus Roman in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. That'd be a really good match. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna like go out of my way to see that. Yeah. Um, but what Roman does, he's beating up Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray gets a uh, Singapore cane from Dominic. Dominic shows up, mm-hmm. starts in with Singapore cane. Yeah. Roman fucking takes this motherfucker and power bombs him over the top rope to the floor. Yeah. Dominic. Dominic. Oh, dude. Like, how dare he treat Eddie Guerrero some that way? <laughs> The way they shot it to it, there's definitely a crash pad. Sure. But, like, the visual yeah. of him just launching this nice. motherfucker and him just, like, on the ground thriving in pain. Yeah. I was like, dude, Roman's so good. Yeah. Even, I think, uh, Phil from Chicago came out this week and mm-hmm. somebody asked him in an interview, like, yeah. oh, like, you know, do you keep up? He goes, the only thing worth keeping up right now is Roman Reigns. He goes, because he is far and above better than anything they have. Well, and he doesn't, like, him and Roman didn't get along, right? No, they? I don't think they ever had an no, issue. No, they never had an issue? Okay. No. Um, I even watched Cena did an interview. He's doing the rounds for Fast 9. And he was talking about, he goes, well, obviously, you see guys like Roman Reigns right now. And you're like, hmm, why do I need to be there? Um, but, yeah, I would, I, 
I would honestly go out of your way and watch Roman. He's the man. He's so good. Um, but that's all I had for SmackDown. I know you didn't watch it, so you have nope, nothing. Nothing. So the next thing that happened, I guess chronological order, would be another Friday Night Dynamite. Yes, Friday Night Dynamite. So let's see some things I have from here. Um, I wish I wish Ed Helico was a singles wrestler. Okay, I really do. Was that the opener? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't watch it. Why? Because I because I was like uh, Christian. Eh. Yeah, but. Dude, and, Hel- and Helico's Hel- singles matches are very good. Dude, like, I don't even know if I realized that he was the one that worked yeah. Christian. I was just like, I don't need a Christian match. Oh. And Helico was good. like those singles matches he had back like a few like months ago. Yeah, well, that's really good. Man, that's a bummer. I didn't know you didn't watch yeah. it. Um, really good, yeah. man. I'll, right. Like I honestly, I like. I'm not gonna say I like Jack Evans. He's okay. Okay. Yeah. But and Helico's the singles is awesome. Jack Evans does cool stuff. When he's successful. Yeah. Like, when he actually pulls stuff off. It's like, oh, that was really cool. That's crazy. That's that's athletic. Not my style of wrestler, um, but he does do cool stuff. He's an innovator of a lot of those things and has been at it for a lot longer than a lot of people. Sure. And probably a lot longer than he really should be. I yeah. I mean, he's been doing crazy shit for a long time. And he kind of gave it the late store last week. Yeah, right. Rightfully so. Hey, you know. <laughs> I mean. He's there. Yeah. And then I, I like Corny tried to jump in and Jack Ugh, shut him yeah, the fuck good. up. And he's just like, yeah, go get cucked more. Listen, <laughs> I don't I don't wanna like I like Lance Storm and I think Lance Storm's a right right on a lot of things. And, you know, um, maybe he wasn't as wrong as people think he was on his statement. I think he was just a little misguided and aimed in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, but at any point in history, uh, where you're having an argument with someone and Jim Cornette is on your opponent, the other person's side, you're on the right side of the argument. But I just like how Evans immediately deflects. Yeah. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, that's, how you get, yeah. just, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Don't engage. Don't don't egg him on. Just yeah. get the fuck out of here, you idiot. Yeah. Move along. Yeah. I liked it was like a week or two ago when, when Joe on At Odds With Wrestling said that he was two years sober from the Cornette podcast. <laughs> Uh, and like I feel that I really do. Like I have my I have a Colter Cornet certificate. I bought the autograph like DVD. Like was it the burger towel or some shit. Uh, I, I didn't get a burger Joe towel. Has Joe burger got towel, a burger yeah. towel. I did not. But I have I have the Colter Cornet thing. I don't know where the hell it is. Yeah. Uh, but like yeah, fuck that guy. Corny, but yeah, fuck not, that guy. Nope. Uh, let's see. Next thing I have here, um, Brock. Oh, Anderson. this is my first thing. I'm so excited, dude. Brock. So excited. Anderson. Brock. Uh, Anderson. If he doesn't fucking turn, right, there's a problem. Right, he needs to murder. Cody. Everybody needs to turn on Cody because Cody sucks. Listen, well, because Cody thinks he's Sting. Right. Uh, I here's the thing about Brock Anderson. Brock Anderson showed up on TV and is keeping the Anderson family tradition alive of wearing really weird pastel colored shorts. No, okay, because Arn did that of looking like you're 45 for your entire life. He looks great. How old is Brock Anderson? I'm going to say 27. He is 23 years old. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's, 20, he's 23 years oh, old. Oh, man. I feel better. He's 20, I feel better about he's myself. 23 years old. And I saw him and I was like, God bless you. That's the family tradition. Oh, It's like, God. you look 40 from 18 <laughs> to 60. Dude, that's crazy. And then you start to go downhill. So, yeah, he's 23 um, years old. So I am excited for 
the debut of Brock Anderson. Yes. And what the Cody, the gall of Cody be like, Brock Anderson born on third base. I, dude, right? Like, get the fuck stop, out of One, here. stop listening to the show, Codester. <laughs> uh, and two, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You idiot. Um, let's see. Next thing I have on my notes here. I, I need to, this is going to be. Are, are you going to watch, are you going to watch the Cody QT strap match? Well, this is not good, good audio, uh-huh. but, but this is, this is just for your eyes only, sir. Okay. I just took my belt off because oh, I'm challenging you to a strap match. Oh. This is how we do it. I, I was, I was super worried that something else was about to happen as you Isn't stood this up. How you yeah. Isn't no. this how you challenge people to a strap? Not match? a yap of pie. Yes, yeah, so you take your belt off. What was that? I was, I, I was very concerned what, when you, you just gonna, stood up. And I don't you know. Gonna whip my dinger I don't know what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, my name's Big Ed, and I hit dingers. Uh, <laughs> no, no, Big Ed's from <laughs> Big Al, whatever his name was, and he hits dingers. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, really weird, and I'm not going to watch that strap. Why not? Because I have no interest in watching Cody and QT Marshall struggle their way through a match that's hard enough to do when you have talented competitors. But if you're going to fight somebody in a strap match, aren't you going to take your belt off? I mean, my my weightlifting belt, bro. But like, just your casual belt and whip Arn Anderson in the yes, back with it. Yes, whip Arn Anderson. And then Brock Anderson, you have to deal with Brock Anderson. Right. Uh, listen. Uh, this isn't a Yappa Pie strap match, and everybody knows that the Yappa Pie strap match is a superior strap, strap match. match. But yeah, skipping that one. All right, next thing I I'll, have here. I'll watch it with a close eye as I'm fast-forwarding to see when Brock turns on Cody, though. Okay. And then I'll buy a Brock, and I'm not going to buy anything from that company. I want to say, you still have to buy a... Uh, I don't have to buy shit. Whatever the fuck it was. I don't even remember what it was. It was the 40 ounces, the... That's uh, on audio. You said you're gonna buy it. I know, and I almost did on the show, but I ain't paying forty bucks a t-shirt from that fucking company. You liar. I'm not you talking to AEW. You liar. I'm a huge liar. Ask Adam Van calling me out this week on out to wrestling. Mean, hey, I yeah, Adam's got a point. Hey, I Adam, said death match. It's Vansky's not adver- got a point. It's not advertised as a death match. I That's said right. death you, match. You just don't want to get beat up by MDK. I get That's it. also true. Um, woo woo woo. You know it. <laughs> Next thing I have was uh, the six-man tag. Yes. I thought that was real fun. Uh, Eddie Kingston hot tags is my favorite thing in professional wrestling in 2021. Like, they just, they let Eddie stay on the apron, and he gets the hot tag, and he's a house of fire, and it's amazing. He does, like, a couple moves, and he's like, all right, I'm winded. Yep. Tag uh, out. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, overall, the match, like, the pay-per-view was the pay-per-view match it was the bucks versus yeah mox and kingston that yeah. i thought was like the best bucks match yeah. ever this one started to lean back into that bucky territory a little too much uh i mean it was but it was it, still it really was a good. fun match it was still a fun match. it was definitely like color's just gonna be the guy who takes all the all right the, all the bumps, all the bumps all. all of um, them everyone pack is great yes but god i love penta yeah penta's mm-hmm. so good and i love eddie and yeah. i thought it was a lot of fun i thought it was fun too and it's raise out hurt that makes so they're sad. subbing King in. Uh, let's see. Next thing I have here is uh, the subtitles in the Omega Conspiracy. Okay. Did you have anything before that? Nope. Okay. I laughed real hard at that. Yeah. Where <laughs> when Don rips Bryce out of the ring mm-hmm. and Don's like, uh, hello, referee. And uh, he just goes, I hate you, Don Callis. Right. And then when <laughs> the whole crowd he has chanting, thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Yeah. <laughs> that I like that a lot. Ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, a delusional heel is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next thing I have, um, I'm going to do the one positive part of the whole pinnacle inner circle thing. Mm-hmm. And that's Santana. Yes. That guy is awesome. Yes, he is. 
I love him so much. Yeah. Santana and Ortiz are so underrated. We talk about it every week. Um, Underutilized. The rest of it, though? Mm-hmm. Nah. So, uh, I felt that Wardlow's piece was the best out of the Pinnacle guys. That's saying something. His promo. You know who's, you know who's was the worst? Uh, MJS? Nope. Who's? Your boy, Jan Spears. Oh, God. He is the worst. Um, then he called uh, Sammy a glorified indie schmuck. Yeah. Great. Ugh. So, uh, I I just, Wardlow's I thought was just a simple big guy promo, and he pulled it off really well. Uh, and then inner aces and eights wreck a limo. <laughs> they look like aces and eights with their cuts. Did you like uh, MMA fighter Jake Hager wearing his sunglasses and mouthpiece yes. while driving the forklift? So, my favorite, so first, well, not first of all, last of all, all those guys riding away on the forklift is an OSHA violation. Oh, uh, as a former forklift operator, I do not <laughs> I do not stand for I that. I will report. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing about this entire thing is that Ortiz spray paints El Barto yep. on the side of the yep. limo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hilarious. That's a reference for like yep. a handful yep. of people. Those guys are so, like, him right. and Santana are so much fun. Just hilarious. And you can tell that they did not try again. Former forklift operator here uh, speaking. They did not train Hager enough on how to ride, how to drive that forklift because yeah. he floors it into that limo. And when he makes contact, he did not let it. You can tell he gets a little scared because he roared into that thing. Yeah, he went flying. Uh, and those, you know, that is a that's a heavy duty machine. Uh, sure and is, he man. was he scared himself a little, and it was really funny. Yeah. Uh, next thing I have is. Uh, Weird Darby angry teenager energy. Right. Uh, this is the next thing I have. Uh, I, I'm like, is Darby a bad promo? I mean, I pro yeah, probably. Right. Like right? that's kind of what this proves. Right. He's a bad promo. I'd imagine so. Because this was lame. Yeah, it was real bad. And even Sting was trying to like feed him and like lead him in this, and Darby was just like, I don't want to do it. It was it's weird. It, it was very like cranky teenager. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, very weird. Uh, yeah. I need to fight on my own. Right, Why? and who wants a handicap match? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I get your gimmick in the matches where you get beat up and then you don't give up, but, like, now you're just, like, letting everyone know. I just get the shit kicked out of me and he, I don't give is, up. He is Sting. Yeah. Once again, he is Sting. I guess so. Even Sting's a better promo than Darby. Yeah. Even Sting now is a better promo. Sting, Sting's had some good promos throughout his days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, uh, next thing I have, mm-hmm. and if you have something before this, stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, OC and the Wingmen. Oh wow! You did you not watch Uno versus Miro? Yeah, I did. Oh, I liked it a lot. All right. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I thought it was really good. I thought the the story, the spot with the turnbuckle where like Miro tears it off and throws it out into yeah. the, out at them, uh, and then they, you're waiting for them to hit it. And you're waiting, and it gets worked around and worked around. Uh, I liked. I thought this match was really good. I enjoyed. I liked Uno's little nods to Brody. Uh, throughout it, I, I, and like, I'm not Miro's biggest fan. I actually, I really enjoyed this match. It's, we, we both have a match here that like, well, you watched this one, but you know, yeah, was, I like this one. I like this a lot. Uh, was I, um, I, the one more thing before the OC and the wingmen, ugh. um, I, uh, the Omega interview with Skiavone wasn't great. No, but I thought for sure. That Callus was gonna make some sort of comment about Jungle Boy being fatherless, uh, and I was like, uh, I was bracing for it, and I was like, please don't, 
Please don't. I don't think they would go that uh, route. I'm glad they didn't. I was worried. Uh, I thought it was a nice little piece to elevate Jungle Boy just for this Unless match. Jungle Boy was like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right. You know? Uh, but yeah, that was that was it. I I was worried. I thought for sure Callus Callas was gonna <laughs> go there. Uh, but all right, uh, OC in the in the wingman. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? This is the biggest guy in the company. What are we fucking uh, doing? I I thought for damn sure they were gonna continue OC and Omega. Um, I just so here's the thing. I was told I was nuts mm-hmm. when. When I said there's no way in hell it was going to be Kingston Omega for the belt next. Right. I said, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Right. Now, people are thinking, oh, it's going to be OC Omega right now for the belt next. Well, obviously, that's not fucking nope. happening. They shoved him super far down the card. Um, like, so far down the card, he's on a whole other night. Like, what are what are we actually doing? I don't understand it. Like, I guess, I guess their thought is to use OC to put to elevate these guys and put and help. Like, they're not going to beat OC. Maybe like in a in a you know three on one situation, but like they're not. I don't think they're going to get clean wins over OC. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's such a. It's just a demo. It seems like a demotion. And what and their thought process is. I'm certain it's. Well, we'll we'll OC's super hot. We'll use him to help get these guys over in in a bit of a holding pattern until we figure out what's next for him. But yeah, super weird. The only thing that the only who is it? It's JD Drake. Yeah, I like JD. I like JD Drake because he's very. It's it's Benoni. Very rough. It's Cesaro Benoni. Yep, Benoni, Peter Avalon, and uh, And Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, right. Yeah, the wing. This is what we're doing, Mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if there was going to be a way to. to get me to not watch OC matches, I guess put him in the ring with pretty Peter Avalon and we'll see what happens. Yeah, just, oof. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything else for AEW. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do. Uh, I, Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. I fast forward through it because it, I was like, this is just going to be a squash game. We get real mad because uh, Layla Hirsch, who has been legit good and legit should be a member of Team Taz, yep. uh, is just go- getting put into the ring just to help re-elevate Nyla again uh, after they've murdered her three times. Uh, Cajun Hobbs versus Page and Ten. Uh, I thought it was a really good mid-card tag match. Yeah. That was in your main event. And that's why it was just kind of meh to me. Uh, It is weird how AEW like so you look at the last two dynamites. Yes, yeah. it's because they're it's because they they're, they they they're actually pulling under five hundred thousand viewers. Like they why waste your good stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I I never bought into that. Like right. I I don't. I just I, I don't nah. like it either. But that's what they're doing. They're you know yeah you know they're they're just waiting until they get back their spot back. They know what's going on. Moss ball. Like my what I would do is put good stuff on TV so you draw people to that new night and see what actual power and weight you have. But this is what they're doing. Uh, Starks paintbrushes Cage, and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, it was just a really good mid card tag match that was unfortunately in the main event. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's why yeah. I didn't really have anything else. Yeah. Um, so let's move on. And they're over. on. They're on Fridays and Saturdays. Ooh, Ooh the they're right there. Yes. Yeah. They're they're, fr- they're not even on Friday. Yeah. They tomorrow like they're on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, so I mean, it's still a few weeks yet before they gain their spot back. I think like end of June, maybe. Yeah. But still, that's a rough time spot. It's a rough time spot, and they're ble- they're hemorrhaging viewers. But I'm sure it's made up in DVR. I don't watch sure. it. I don't watch it till Monday anyway. No, so. me neither. I, I I don't watch it live. Right. 
Um, but yeah, that's it for Dynamite. Overall, I, I didn't mind this Dynamite. I thought last week's was worse. Um, but this was, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. So, yes. let's go to Sunday night, my friend. Sunday night. To In your call. house. Yeah. In <laughs> your face. Yes. We watched this together. Yes, we, we, we did. Partook we partook. We partook in it. Uh, I love the old school in your house intro. Yep, with Todd Pettengill. And uh, I love Doc Hendricks. Right, not to not for like a spoiler for the for the rest of this show or anything. But my favorite part of these was the retro stuff, the Pettengill, yeah. the Doc Hendricks, the logo, the all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I I enjoyed that. Give me nostalgia. I like that. Yeah. Um, I thought the opener was really good. Uh, MSK and Bronson Reed against yes, Gallagher yeah. very I thought that was we very hanging out together, but yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. That was very good. Right. Yep. Um, the next thing I have that's in a, my that's notes. a good that's a good little bump off for for them to split into their own programs for Reed and and Escobar, and then you know whatever sure. if you want you know MSK and and two hundred five and live to feud. It's all there once again. I, Bronson Reed is is pr- probably most improved professional wrestler. Uh, once they got rid of that thick boy shit, right. man, he, it's just um, he's taken. And off. Mendoza, Mendoza main remains and maintains his position as the smoothest dude in the ring, who makes everybody look so much better. I agree. That dude, and again, you and I from minute one, like that dude is smooth. Uh, that dude reminds me of a lot of other pe- people in the ring that are very talented, and uh, I, you know, I think you could do a lot with him. I don't know that they ever will, but he's. I think he's special. And, yeah, uh, he's, he, he's he awesome. always shines. And like Escobar is great, and they're all really good. Like just uh, what did, what did we say? The uh, when we were watching this. I said that uh, Joaquin Wilde is probably your least talented guy in this tag match. But then watching the tag match, I realized the uh, that I don't know MSK's names. I don't know them either. But the white guy in yeah. MSK is probably your. He's a very good tag wrestler. Probably not a very good singles wrestler. So yeah. he was probably your least talented worker in this match. But it was very good. They all did their parts, and uh, yeah, this can this can now branch off and do a bunch of different things, and that's really cool. And it was a really good opener for this yeah. show. What did you think about the next match, though? Uh, what was the next match? The ladder match? Nope. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I I'm forced to say this every time we talk about it. I'm not forced to say this. Sup, Zia Lee. But I am forced to say that she sucks, man. <laughs> and, like, not only does she suck, like, I, this match had me question whether, it, did, does she drag Mercedes down? Or is Mercedes not that good either to elevate Zaya? They're trying with Zaya. Again, I've said it here a million times, the formula is don't make her do wrestling moves. Just make her a killer striker. Build her up real strong. Uh, and you know, just striking and you know, knockouts stuff like that, and then get her to a wall when she when you can try and work something out. Um, but yeah, I, man, she ain't any good, <laughs> ain't any good. But we got like the so Tian Shaw's the the stable. Yeah. Uh, May May Young. No, May, not no. May Young. <laughs> yes, May Young is the god. Yes, it's the ghost of May Young. <laughs> um, yo, what if Boa was Mark Henry May Young's son? Uh, like that that the hand yeah. actually grew what into he, boa yeah, he grew, he i mean that would that would boa. raise a lot more questions than it would <laughs> answers i mean <laughs> but let's listen who knows what's happening in wrestling right now anyway let's that's just, true let's just go with it um yeah it, yeah, yeah yeah uh let's see i didn't have anything about the ladder match because it was 
So whatever. Uh, lots of people really liked that ladder match. I didn't love it. Uh, my, I liked one half of it. Yes, my initial thing is that I need Ted. I don't, still don't know why Ted's not in that sequin jacket. Um, but like, I, I like putting the million dollar belt above the ladder. I like all that sort of stuff. I think Cameron Grimes was great. Uh, but to this point, sitting here watching this, I, unlike uh, so many other people, was to this point not sold on LA Knight. Uh, I was like, I'm just, I'm not interested in this. I know where it's going. Uh, I was hoping that Grimes was going to win. He didn't. Uh, and you know, to our conversations in private and public with Joe Sposto, we talk, he, he is adamant that legends can't be heels because yeah. the fans will cheer him no matter what. And LA Knight wins. And I'm like, Oh man, I just, I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't, I don't think he's good in the ring. Uh, whatever. I guess it makes sense, but. We'll get more on that in a little bit. But yeah, not this did not light my world on fire in any way. I was not excited yeah. about this. Um, I was very jealous of Todd Pengo and Dexter Loomis getting to play with Karate Fighters. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to do that. Right. Um, Ember Moon and uh, Raquel was meh to me. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, and then... Was, uh, nothing special. The main event was uh, good when a certain person wasn't in the room. Right. Right. Uh same thing, sort of. Uh, that's the exact thing. They, the formula was it's fatal five way, and three guys would take a powder, two guys would fight it out, another guy would come in. They do that, and it did. The, the match slowed to a halt whenever Cross got in the ring. Yeah, uh, he's not smooth as everyone else. His timing wasn't the best. Um, I liked a lot of sequences. I liked a lot of pairings, but anytime Cross and Cross is the feature, he's the champ. This is who you're making look like a superstar and a killer. Uh, and every time he stepped in that ring, it just screeching halt. Uh, yeah. And that was that's unfortunate. Uh, but and I, again, uh, oh, so I did want to talk about this though because I did tease about the finish. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I think we came up with a, a better like what we think is a better one like right on yeah, the spot. Yeah, it's a super <laughs> it's a super easy tweak. We as it was happening. So the 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 finish was. Uh, was it O'Reilly that had Kyle O'Reilly had Adam had Cole, Adam Cole in, the hook. in the heel hook, and Cole's like getting ready to tap out. He won't tap out. Cross slides in the ring, puts the cross jacket on O'Reilly, and O'Reilly starts to fade. And the ref is watching Cole, and then switches to, to notice that O'Reilly's passed out, and they call the match for Cross, yep. even though Cole was like right there, like Cole pretty much tapped out after right after as soon as the mat the bell was rung. Our idea, which I think is so much better, and it does, it involves a title change, which is probably why they won't do it. Um, but if you don't have, since the ref is engaged with Cole in the submission, seeing if Cole taps, make that his priority and have him either ignore or not realize that O'Reilly is out and time it so that as O'Reilly passes out, Cole taps. Yep. That's what the ref sees first, calls the match for O'Reilly. Goes to lift O'Reilly's arm, and he's out. Yeah. The, the arm goes he's dead. Out he's cold, out, right? but he's the winner. Cross freaks out. He can hit a ref. He can do whatever. Yeah. Then Cross has a legitimate beef to, to take to the next the next night. I didn't lose. I Kyle O'Reilly was passed out. You should have called that. That was the ref. That wasn't me. Yep. I didn't take this loss. I didn't take this pin. Cross loses none of his heat. You put the title on O'Reilly. Even if it's just for till till Tuesday. 
just two days for O'Reilly. Who cares? It's it would be such more compelling a pop to end the show. And a lot of people say that at the end of what 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 makes a wrestling show a good wrestling show? The last thing you see because yeah. that's what you're going to remember when yeah. you're leaving. That's what everybody's going to be talking about. Holy shit! Did you see that? Holy shit! What just happened? And I think that's such a better finish um, than just having Cross sloppily beat four of their best wrestlers. Yeah, and, uh, and I you know even. Now, because it's tying into what happened on Tuesday on mm-hmm. NXT, um, you know, you start the show with like Regal, like because Regal at the end of the pay per view was like, "I've lost control." Mm-hmm. You have Regal come out, start talking, and yeah, have Cross come out and just be like fucking livid, like, "Yeah, you have lost control." Right. You know, you've completely lost control. Your refs are making bad, like bad calls. I've lost my belt because of this. What are you going to do about it? Even if he wants to grip Regal up, mm-hmm. and then right. that's where. The music of the man who returned hits. Right. right. Because we have Samoa Joe. Yes. So Samoa Joe is back with the company. Mm-hmm. He's back in NXT. Yes. Um, he is not a wrestler. I get. I don't believe he will be. We'll see. I'm not hopeful. Uh, I'm worried about his health. Yeah, um, me too. I, I hope, you know, if I can give him my brain or whatever I'm organ he needs, I would gladly... Mine. Um, but you know, overall I want him to stay healthy. Uh, and if this is the role that he can do while staying healthy, getting paid, being on TV and being happy, uh, I'm in the, at the end of the day, that's more important to me than seeing him in new Japan or wherever. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to see him. And, uh, this was cool. But like that, that's where I would have been pumped. Like, you know, Regal, like makes the announcement Mm -hmm. jokes out, whatever, like as cross has Regal gripped up. Yep. You know, and just does cuts the same exact program right. that he did. Right, doesn't have to lay hands on him. Yeah, it does just, the same thing. Right. But like there, like that's I think. Oh, I yeah. think it'd be so much better. I agree. God damn it, I agree. Like, and so I this was spoiled for me on Twitter. I saw Joe before I watched NXT, but it was still a huge pop. Uh, man, I again, I hope I hope they they they're buying their time till Joe's healthy. Uh, but if not, that's fine. Uh, it is a travesty. That Regal is not one of the wrestlers that gets to wrestle into his 60s. Yeah, I know. Uh, him and Joe are two wrestlers that I hold in the highest regard. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a shame to see both of them uh, sort of careers cut. And I guess Regal was voluntary. Regal wasn't an injury. And then he just sort of was like, all right, you know, what's <laughs> I don't want to work as hard anymore. And and what what is there for a guy of my skill set and look? In today's wrestling uh, landscape. And, and WWE's going to pay me how much money? Right. Okay. Um, but I hold those guys in the highest regard. And uh, it's cool to see them together. Man, I, I would love to see Regal stretch somebody too. But if, you don't, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know how good of a professional wrestler Regal was, go watch his match with Goldberg. There, so there's a match from like early days of NXT. Yeah. Regal versus Cesaro. Yeah. That you need to watch. Oh, I've seen it. Okay. Oh. All right. Because it's, it's awesome. It's like Regal's yeah. like last great match, yep. you know. Yeah, so good. I remember watching all that stuff because he was working because he worked yeah. Daniel Bryan at one point down there too, or somewhere. Uh, yeah, I've he seen worked him on like a superstar. Yeah, or I've something. seen him. Yeah. Um, so, but I love the next part of the show when mm-hmm. Cole and O'Reilly are getting held apart, and uh, Joe comes in just looking like a goddamn right. menace. Uh, th- this the the what ten minutes opening of NXT makes Joe look stronger than they ever did for him on the main yep, roster ever. Yep. <laughs> uh, he he locks Cole up and Cole's out. There ain't no fighting back. It's he's over. That's it. He's done. 
I love it. It's perfect. And then when Joe just goes, when he, when he when his ass wakes up, tell uh, him to calm down. Yep. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Joe's such a badass. Absolutely. Uh, the next thing I have is the uh, the coronation mm-hmm. of one Mr. L.A. Knight. Really? Yeah. You skipped a lot, man. Yeah. I'm shocked you did not watch Kushida versus Blake Christian. I did. Oh, okay. You got nothing to talk about? All right. Wow. You are uh, you're you, we're, we are switching roles this week. It's all right. I wow. don't know. Okay. Uh, I, they fucked up that one rope spot they, real bad, fu- and I just took me right my, out of my it. My first note is the backward over the rope spot. They tried it three times yeah, and it failed. Like, uh, yeah. Um, but the I'm hover- fine with fucking up. But I'm like eh. the hoverboard lock slam from the top looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you know great. with Trey Baxter, Blake Christian has a lot of, you know a lot riding on his shoulders, a little bit of nerves there, but he was sure. sort of became an indie superstar overnight and got signed for for his thing. So we'll see. I thought it was a good debut for Baxter overall. I am excited about O'Reilly versus Kushida right. though. Right, signed me. Going to be awesome. Up. Uh, then we get. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't talk about this. Mercedes talking about a rubber match with Zia Lee. Why would you be surprised <laughs> that I'm not talking about that? <laughs> but it's a rubber match. That's you. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. L.A. Knight title thinger. That's my next note. Let's yes. get to that. Yeah. Um, so, how shocked were you when Ted took a back bump? Oh, that's the best bump of the night. How shocked was, were you? That was a perfect back bump. Like, that was textbook perfect. Out of how old is he? What's he, 67 yeah, years old? something like that. Perfect bump out of that man. Uh, I was like, holy shit. Dude, I'll tell you what, the whole, like, leading up to it, too, I thought yeah. it was pretty good with the uh, night. So, as, as I said in the ladder match, to that point, Sunday, I was not sold. This turned me around. I'm not going to say he's a good wrestler. I don't, I still, in the in ring, does not do anything for me. They need to adjust his promos a little bit to make him sound a little more individual and unique. But this here turned it around, and I'm fully engaged. I'm ready. I thought it was. I thought he cut great pro, a great right. promo. Right, as Joe said, Ted can't. He legends can't be heels, so it's the perfect place for Ted. It's the perfect thing for Cameron Grimes to, you know, come in and make you know be with Ted and hits his mentor. They're gonna do that whole thing. Uh, I, that bump, that bump was so good, dude. The, the one thing I noticed too, that pop that Grimes got when he mm-hmm. hit the ring. Right. We got something there. Huge. That crowd was going yep. nuts for Huge. him. Huge. And he, and he, he gets the rub from Ted. the shit out of L.A. Knight. Yes, too. he did. Uh, L.A. Knight, who was dressed like the limo driver best friend from The Wedding Singer when he wears <laughs> Michael J- Michael Jackson's red jacket. Uh, looked yeah, ju- dead on like a man. God, I love that movie. Uh, but man, yeah, that was a, that's my, my only – no, it was a, it's a great bump out of Ted. It was such a good fucking bump. It made me smile. Uh, so I hope and I pray that – Next week, Cameron Grimes hits him with a cave-in or something, and uh, Ellie Knight sells up out of it right into the million-dollar dream. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? It's got to happen. Uh, I'm not expecting him to do the fist drop, <laughs> but, like, just sell just sell up or, or like, back – get backed off by by Cameron, you know, he's coming down to yep. do whatever and Ted's not with Grimes and Grimes backs LA up and he backs into him and he bumps he's like who is that and just million dollar dream gets locked on. I'm all for it. Now, what if LA Knight brings out Virgil with him as his muscle? Uh, I mean, Virgil's in AEW. So, uh, is he is he <laughs> right, it's whoever has the most meat sauce. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, 
I don't I don't know that you can do uh Black Man Servant in 2021. It was only a joke. I know. Um <laughs> but yeah, I I just Ted has to Ted's got to lock on that million dollar dream. Uh I'll cry. Yeah. I will cry yep. tears of joy. Absolutely. Uh next thing I have is uh The Boys and Ever Rise are still alive hit row. Okay. I'll tell you Dollar what. King. This Dollar King. Mm-hmm. King is they call him the Dollar King. Yeah. They're coming for you. You you uh you want a taste? <laughs> you want to take a swing? You want to take a swing? Well, now you got Everrise's attention. Right. And we all know Everrise rules. Everrise does rule. Uh I watched Dude that's that issue that's versus the super spreaders though. I watched that too and yeah. uh lots of people ranting about it. Like good or bad. Good. A lot of people really? saying it was really good, yeah. Uh, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it was funny to watch the super spreaders uh, steal the silly string from Private Party. Oh, did they? God they did. Uh, and I thought a little bit they're planting some seeds of breakup of two nets with that two nets a little bit. Yeah, Coda not come. Yeah. They're not coming out together. You know, they used to walk out together and do the pose. Now Coda comes out and poses, and she's done posing by the time Raquel comes out. And then uh, Coda kept needing saving, and and Raquel's like, "Come on, yeah. what do you you know." Playing the little seeds of breakup, little frustration yeah. things here and there. Pretty soon, Dakota Kai is going to accidentally super kick her in a, in a tag match. She's going to mm-hmm. lay on the apron for 45 minutes, and there's what turn. it is. Right. There's your turn. Yeah. Um, that's that's all I had for NXT. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, EO, the EO promo. Yeah. I'm glad that EO's back. Uh, I, w- I wasn't super pumped that it was Zoe Stark that came to save her. Yeah, uh, I was like hoping it would be Saray because we haven't seen much of that'd her, be cool. and that'd be a cool badass like beat em, beat 'em up tag team. Uh, but whatever, uh, you know, EO's cool as shit, and uh, Diamond Mine's gonna be shoot style. Did you see that little promo for it? A lot of people are saying that this is gonna be like the NXT Evolve show, sort of. Yeah. I, but I why know. is it all MMA style stuff in the promo with them wrapping fists and putting on the 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 MMA gloves and honestly I have no yeah, idea. Super weird. I don't uh, know, we, I don't know uh, what to expect. Is, is Triple H bringing Nokiaism to NXT? Oh my god! <laughs> it's gonna make all all the competitors fight in MMA. Could you fucking to imagine prove that they're men? <laughs> <laughs> like how hilarious would it be if they were like, "Hey, uh, I don't know who's shitty in NXT." It was like a shitty Austin Theory. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna have to uh, get into the room with Francis Ngannou. Right. Enjoy. Yeah. There you go. Have fun. We gotta make we gotta make wrestling legit again. Go get the shit kicked yeah. out of you. Poor Yuji Nagata. Right. Right. That see that was Alberto Del Rio's downfall was when he got fucking head kicked by Crow Cop. That was his downfall. Well, that's what that started the downward <laughs> but, yeah, spiral for right. him. I'm sure. Uh, and uh, my last note on NXT is uh, give all my organs to Samoa Joe. So we can get Joe versus Dunn. Yeah, dude, Joe versus Dunn would be that'd be sick. awesome. But alas, I don't think that's actually going to happen. And it makes me sad. Yeah, uh, but that's everything I watched this week. Me too, except for real time uh, wrestling. Yes, we're going to go back in the wayback machine. Yeah, let's let's take it back to uh, in your yes house top three in your house matches yeah. of all time. So. Now, it wasn't the top three of all time. Okay. So, what I did was I took uh, on Cage Match. I, I searched up in your house, as I'm doing right now. What you did was lie to me, is what you did. No, I didn't. I don't I, know. Yeah. Go, run, run it back. I run clearly, it back. I okay. clearly stated. All right. Uh, so, what I did was I took the top three rated in your house shows. Ah. And I took the best match ah, for each show. Okay. All right. Come on. Now. Good call. Um, so, I did that. 
Hold on, because I'm trying. I should see. I'm not prepared. Unbelievable. This is this is unprofessional podcasting. Talk talk at its finest. Talk amongst yourself. What a disaster you've brought upon this podcast. How dare you've brought disgrace to the good name. Yeah, this is <laughs> dude. People gave fucking this year's in your house like the third best one ever. You're on crack. The NXT one, yeah. Uh, that was uh, that might have been the worst takeover ever. I don't know. It was gonna, bad. I'm not gonna say it's the worst takeover ever, but there was sure not a banger good. of a match on it. No, uh, it did not feel like the way a normal takeover feels. No, because usually it's yeah four to five bangers. Right. This was not well, and part of the reason is because the people in positions in NXT right now aren't the work rate superstars that we're used to. Cross isn't that great. Raquel is a very niche, you know, not she's she's talented, but she's not the she's not gonna have an Io Shirai style match. No, so not. the people on top that need to be featured on these things aren't your work rate guys right now. So NXT feels a little different. Yeah. So, all right. I have my information. Here. Okay. Your information. So from the third highest rated in your house, which was WWF in your house eighteen, bad blood. Okay. From oh, interesting. I went I went in chronological order, so okay. this is the last one I watched. So this is from May tenth of ninety seven, I yes. believe. Okay. Um, Heck in a sec. Well, so you know what's fucked up? So did you like like did you just go right to the matches? No, I so I when I turned them on, so one, uh the cock is terrible. It's awful, man. It, it's a bad cock. The interface is terrible. Yep. Uh it's you can't skip the chapters. You just have to fast forward and guess. It sucks. Uh, I finally paid the extra five bucks to stop with the goddamn ads. Right, dude. I, uh, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't do the ads. The, the, it's awful. The cock is terrible. Bad cock. Um, but that being said, when I did go in, because the intros would happen and then they would have the little recap and build up promo videos. All right. I would watch those. Same. And then I would watch whatever was right before the entrances because back in the day they used to do a shit ton of like yeah. hype and build up and recap. So so for this one I was watching like up until the shows like like when it started. Yeah. And uh, this was the day that Brian Pillman died. The day he died. The day he died. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh Oh, speaking of, before we get into this, I told you on air I wanted to tell you that Brian Pillman story, and that's a perfect segue. Okay. So, this was a behind-the-scenes from Dark Side of the Ring. This yes. got cut. Who was this weight coach? The guy, what was his name? Kim? Red Foreman. Kim Brown, whatever was that his Kim name? Kim Wood. Kim Wood. Yeah. So, this was an idea that Terry Funk had for Pillman. Okay. So, and they talk about it, and they said that it was... uh the Super Bowl was being played wherever they were, and Terry's idea was, and, he's, and he said back in the day, they didn't have metal detectors yeah. at the stadium, so you do whatever you want. So Terry's idea was for Pillman to go, to, to get tickets to the Super Bowl, and he said Kim Wood would give him, somebody would, you know, they had connections to get tickets to the Super Bowl. Sure. And the stadium they were in, I don't know if it was Sun Devil State, whatever it was. That'd be in Arizona. Uh, they said that there was a, a little set of bleachers near the one end zone that they didn't use for that, but it was just like a five-foot drop from the rest of the regular seats. And they said the plan was for Pillman to go and under his clothes have chains and a padlock. And like had to be like a certain, like a really strong type of chain. And they said what they would do is uh, at some point during during the game, Pillman would go walk down, hop that little five-foot ramp into those little bleachers, and is in the end zone. Leave those and chain himself to the goalpost <laughs> in the middle of the Super Bowl. Oh, my 
God. And he's like, because listen, he goes, it's going to take at least 20 minutes yeah. for them to stop the game, to come and get the right equipment to cut him free. Yep. He goes, listen, Pillman's going to spend a night in jail. We'll take care of all of yeah. that afterwards. He goes, but he chains himself. Then everybody knows who Pillman is, yep. where he is, what he's there to promote. What is it? What's he do? All this stuff. Could you imagine? And that this was Terry Funk's idea. And the only reason why it didn't happen was because even back then, they tracked every single ticket to the Super Bowl. Oh, and they man. knew they would able they would be able to look at the ticket that helped that Pillman and used to get who, in yeah, no, yeah. and know exactly who gave it to him. Oh. And nobody wanted to ruin their relationship with the NFL that, that, makes that sense. bad. That makes but that sense. was Terry's idea to for Pillman to chain himself <laughs> to the goalpost in the middle of a Super Bowl. God bless Terry. Yes. Oh That's why Terry's God. the best. But okay. Um, but yeah, I thought it was That's like crazy. Yeah, this was the day he died. And they all knew. I don't remember the yeah, time they, of that story. They came right on the air. Like yeah. it was like, like your normal intro, but it wasn't like a Oh, did they do it at the beginning of this on the you can see it on the cock? Yeah. The cock I didn't get yeah. I didn't watch that far. Yeah, it's like uh. it's like right after the, the like the yeah. like the build up video I, for it. I stopped after like, the like, build up. Like, oh welcome to the Keel Center in yeah. St. Louis, all this, and then Vince McMahon's like, Oh, some sad news to report. Uh, wow. Brian Pillman's died. Crazy. And it's just like, what the fuck, wow. man? Yeah. Like God damn. Okay. Um, but the match that we watched from this show, yes, uh, this wasn't even for a title. This was a number one contenders match. Yes, in the first ever Hell in a Cell. You didn't need a title back then because Shawn Michaels was such a shit bag that the the gimmick for any match was this guy's going to try and beat up Shawn Michaels for being a piece of shit. I'll tell you what, man, he's good at it. Uh huh. He's good at he's it. He's a great heel because <laughs> he was true. Because he's um, a fucking prick. So this was The Undertaker yep. versus Shawn Michaels. The first ever Hell in a Cell. Shawn Michaels in the promo before the match openly just mocking his European title. Yes. He goes, oh, I just got word that this isn't on the on the line tonight. Wahoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Hell in a Cell, the cell itself, uh, not fully fully evolved in this match. Well, no, it was the, I mean, it was right. the first one ever. Right, much smaller. Smaller? Yeah. Um, dude. So this goes like a half hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't watched this in a long time. Right, me either. Been a while. Because normally, if I throw on a Hell in a Cell, I throw on right. Undertaker and Mick. Right. Um, or that time when uh, the Undertaker bled into Brock Lesnar's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, loved it. Yeah, uh, I can't believe how fucking good this, this was. Mat- this is an all timer for this me. This is. I agree. So this match. And I, I want to. There's some some points in there, of course, that I want to talk about. But this match is a complete WWF match, and by that I mean work rate, spectacle, storytelling, character, theatrics, yep. the sense of wonder. Yep. Like a lot of those things don't exist in wrestling anymore. No, they don't. You're you're right about and that. And this match has all of it. Every piece of this it. is, and as funny as it is now to watch, like. Guy Liner, Lightning Strike, Undertaker, knowing that he is like the just a, a bootlicking weirdo now, uh, and you're like, you're this guy, but you like this dude from Texas spent his whole career putting eyeliner on and pretending like he had magical powers is really funny now that he's retired. Yeah. Um, but at this point, like Taker's cool, Sean's in great shape. Like, this is some good Sean stuff. He's a prick. He's such a dickhead, um, man. You get the debut of Kane, which Dude. is where, like, the theatrics and the story, like... Incredible. It's still, like, goosebumps, like, seeing that happen. Uh, just, this is a complete match. This is an all-timer. Um, you know, and uh, 
yeah, I haven't watched this in a long time, and I was like, man, this is. I forgot I how the I shit actually out of forgot how good it was. Yeah, right. um, is I mean, I off the top of my head, you know, the, spectacle wise, fully taker, <laughs> but like being as far as an actual work telling a sell, this is gonna stay in the top. This one's gonna be hard to beat, and it's the yeah. first one. Uh, Sean hitting an insane juicer. Yep. Oh, gross Dude, juicer. He yes. bled. Yep. Buckets. Right. Buckets, he, man. And he's an incredible heel in this match. Yeah, he, he really is. And, uh, man, like... Like, fuck Sean, mm-hmm. but right. at the same oh, time, it's, it's like, wow. Listen, <laughs> listen, you're no Bret Hart. Yeah, you're no But, like, wow, right? Like And, like, my favorite thing in this whole match, my, my favorite sort of story stuff, is the cameraman bump. It was great. So, the cameraman gets in his way a few times. They talk about it on commentary cameraman takes the bump they open the cage to get the cameraman out and sean tries the split it's so perfect it's so well done it just makes sense yeah like and like in the match you're like you're still kind of like that referee got bumped like what the for the the cameraman like what the fuck and like then sean uses the weasel his way out and like and that gets him on the top like it's just it's so cool so well done uh sean's table bump i'm sure at the time was like holy shit but looking at it now compared to the Foley one, like it's like fa- it's falling off a stool, like it's <laughs> nothing. Yeah, it's it's still like a crazy one for the time, right? Though, you know, right. Um, right. I love the image of Sean getting slingshotted into the cage mm-hmm. and that camera right on his face, yep. like oh my god, yeah. Uh, and that pile driver that he did on Taker on the steps, uh huh, gross. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree though, dude. A fucking all timer, all timer. It, it's all-timer. like. It has everything. Oh, it, man. It, is, it has everything that American wrestling in this WWF style of wrestling should be. It is an all-time. Yeah. It has everything. Nothing is sacrificed in this match. Oh, my uh, God. It was so right. good. And I was shocked, too. The cock had this had WWF logo all over it. Well, the network did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they say WWF because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what agreement they, they came it, to. But, yeah. It, whatever. Um, uh, but, yeah. This is all-timer. All-timer for sure. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. God, I, lo- I, I loved it. I don't want to go that long without watching it again. Right. Um, loved it. The next one that we watched. We'll have, to, we'll have to do top three Hell in a Cell matches one day. Yeah, so I can watch it again. Yeah. Uh, so the next one mm-hmm. is from WWE. This is from the second highest rated in your house. Okay. WWF in your house 11 buried a lot. Okay, this was the first one. This one chronologically happened first. So this is from October 20th, 96. The other one is from October 5th of 97. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I always fuck mm-hmm. that up. Um, from Indianapolis, Indiana, yeah, the Market Square Arena. Mm-hmm. So the match that we watched, yeah, the highest rated match on this show mm-hmm. was Hunter the- Hearst Helmsley versus Steve Austin in the opener. No, no, but, oh, but that, okay. I guess it was actually a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, I I almost watched Sid versus Vader, but mm. I skipped it. Uh, Undertaker versus oh. Mankind. Yeah. In a buried alive match. These in your houses are so cool, man. I wish they would go back to doing this, like, right. Because, like, especially this era, like, later on, they became three or more hours. Well, they, be- they became full paper. Right. But these are two hour shows. Amazing. Every, like, they're, they they have the feel of a takeover. The matches matter. They're doing stuff. Like, the, the just a two hour, two, two and a half sort of stuff. Like, no fat on these. Like, man, that's, so, so these, the buried, these are so cool. I wish they would do these more. I know, man. The Buried Alive match was your main event. Yeah. There was two dark matches after it. Yeah. There was the Godwins against the New Rockers. 
Okay. And then Sean versus Goldust. Ooh. That would be real good. Right? Yeah. Like, that would be probably awesome to see. And then your free-for-all match was the stalker against Justin Hawkbratch. <laughs> um, okay. So, yes. Buried alive. Uh, yeah, dude. So, this goes like 18 minutes. Uh, yeah. Taker beats Mankind. Yes. The couple things I took away from this. Mm-hmm. Um, man, Taker, when he was, like, younger, mm-hmm. that dude could fucking move. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. Um. His mobility for as large as he was, mm-hmm. it'll always, like, shock me. Right. Um, yeah. Quick. So, the match itself, it's okay, man. It's a tough, because it's it's a very weird gimmick. It's it's, it's way gimmicky. So, uh, this is the first ever non-sanctioned or unsanctioned WWF match. Yeah, Lights out. <laughs> Lights out. Uh, so, that was cool, to like, you know, that it's that part of history. But it's it is such a weird match. It's such a weird stipulation, and it like I think the biggest sort of detriment is the the setup, like the actual like physical locations of things. Because the match opens with them brawling up to the grave, yeah, immediately, and then they brawl back to the ring, and then they brawl back up to the grave, and then they brawl back to the ring, and then they brawl back up to the grave. Like yeah, that that was weird. I get that you you know you're not going to give up fan space. You want it of course. in a spot. But, like, logistically, location-wise, ge- geographically, if you will, a little wonky to get to get worked smoothly. There's a reason why there's only been a handful of these. Yeah. Um, this was... It was okay, dude. Yep. Uh, More gimmick than match. I always forget about how good Mick was as Mankind in yes. the beginning. And just, like... I forget the shape he was in as Yeah, mankind. dude. Like... And the screaming and the ripping out of the mm-hmm. hair and yeah, God damn, that's so underrated. Right. And this, that's sort of the the appeal of this match. And even watching it now, I'm just like, ah, these characters. Huge. That's what this match is for. Work. Yeah. You know this this match, unlike the Hell in a Cell, where it has everything. This match is more gimmick than match, more character than anything. Uh, they there's cool stuff in this match. It's just there you you could not get a flow because you had to keep involving the grave and tease the grave, and that was literally a three minute brawl to get back up there before yeah. you did anything. What did you think about the end of Taker winning and then uh, Barry and Mick and then the executioner? The executioner comes out, comes out looking like a million bucks, mm-hmm. uh, thinking like two dollars, but looking <laughs> like a million bucks. Hey, Boggle. Uh, poor Terry Gordy. Uh, not a great time in his life. No. Uh, the very, very, very end of his career. Not in good health. Uh, they tried it. They wanted it to be. This was, it was eventually going to be a program. Terry versus Taker. Uh, right. Yeah. It was going to be Execution versus Taker, but Terry just didn't have it in him. Yeah. As much as everyone wanted him to, as much as he was loved, and as good as a fucking professional wrestler that Terry Gordy was, man, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Was a natural professor, like nineteen years old, great from the jump. Yeah, uh, but this was not his time. But I liked everybody coming out to Barry Taker. I was just gonna say the same thing, man. Like, remember how heels used to be like for each other, right? And the, the faces would right. all help each other, right. and yep, you don't get that anymore, no. right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Taker getting buried by everybody and the lightning strike and the hand coming up. It's iconic. Oh my God, it's, it's so iconic. Amazing. So like, that's the appeal of that stuff. I don't hold any of it, any of the lack of work rate against it because it's the purple glove. It's the lightning strike. That's what matters. Yeah. You go with that lasting image. Right. Vince McMahon's going, he's alive. Right. You can put, uh, you can have all the work rate you want, but you, but 
you can't put it on a t-shirt like you can the purple glove rising from the grave it's uh, so cool yeah. man fuck it's so cool yeah. um and just seeing these guys like we know them now mick foley great human being uh you know a phenomenal professional wrestler yeah. to see him here sort of before he really takes off like this is a big spot for him but like sure. he's not nearly the mick foley that he becomes in the wwe no. uh wwf so it's just cool to see that kind of stuff but yeah the spectacle is all here nothing wrong with the spectacle loved it yeah the last match we watched from the highest rated in your house ever wwf in your house 16 canadian stampede <laughs> from july 6 97 yeah. from calgary alberta canada mm-hmm. we're at the saddle dome bitch yeah the dark match on this was the godwins defeating the new blackjacks oh jesus christ <laughs> it's just so, dude, the whole card mm-hmm. was four matches. Nice. Four matches. Okay. Um, I will admit, I did take the time to watch the great Sasuke versus Takamichi. No, I did not, but it's... Oh, yes. my God, it's so good. It is. I know the match. I just did not watch it. Yeah. Um, But what we're here for, the mm-hmm. main show. Yes. The main event, the 10-man tag team match. Yeah. You have Goldust, Ken Shamrock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the Legion of Doom. What a crazy group of men. Taking on the Hart Foundation. Yes. Which was Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, Owen Hart, and the British Bulldog. So, uh, before the Hart Foundation comes out, uh, we were talking about it. We were uh, playing with it earlier. I got my ultimate Ric Flair in yes, you did. yesterday. I got mine. I just didn't unbox and it. And I unboxed it, and it is amazing it is it is, it is amazing it yeah. is a ridiculous action figure um they're pricey but like this they're, one they're is so it. incredibly worth it for somebody like rick flair with yeah. the robe with everything right it is, it's gorgeous man i want an ultimate and it won't happen because in AEW, but i want ultimate edition gold dust from this show with his robe dude yeah, with the right? feathers great. with all that like he's just so cool. I'm yeah. a big Goldust Mark. I I love Goldust. I think it's underrated uh, as a character. Dustin's an amazing wrestler. Uh, but I want big gold robed, crazy Goldust. Uh, and also commentary. Vincent Jr. talking about how Terry's not there tonight because she has to babysit Dakota. Yeah. I was like, what? what? This isn't. What are you guys? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, they're like, oh, she's a good mother. Yeah, she's a good. She's a good mother. She's smoking cigars. With her tits out every week on TV. <laughs> and like, she's a good mother. She's got to be home <laughs> watching her kids or she can't be here in Goldust Corner for this. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, all right. Heart Foundation. The fucking Heart Foundation, man. Uh, the key member of the Heart Foundation was a ringside, though. And you know why? <laughs> because the Bruce was loose, the Bruce baby. Was loose. <laughs> so, what. Uh, no, that first team is incredible, right? It's it's, it's, it's a insane. weird it's weird pairing, but like these guys, like this era of wrestling, like even Ken Shamrock was awesome at this point, dude, great, right? And you got the, the Road Warriors, all that stuff. But when the Hart Foundation comes out one by one, you're just oh. like, oh, this guy's one of the most talented wrestlers ever. Like, all right, P- Pillman's ankle shot at this point; he can barely walk, but like Pillman's one of the best His all, all time, right? Time it's amazing all time. And then out comes who came out after that? The anvil. Well, the anvil comes out. And you're like, all right, the rhino's out. Like, Rhino. what a dude! And then bulldog comes out, and you're like, oh my god, Davy with the short hair flexing. Like, man, he's there with his wife, yeah. and like, you're like, shit, these are talented dudes. And then Owen comes out with his slammies oh. as icy champ, and you're like, 
oh my god and then and then god himself comes like, out the heart how did anybody beat the heart foundation the the and like they're like the heels yeah and like how does it i'm like one day we'll have to discuss this on the show but like is there a more talented stable than the heart foundation and there is i guess horsemen you talk about that I know the the homies over on Final Wrestling Place. We talked about the Horsemen two weeks. I think. Yeah, their Dungeon Doom episode. I listened. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it yeah, was, it was so, awesome. How dare you put the shark in the bad place? That's right. How right dare how you? dare you go against my 2021 goal of, of reminding <laughs> everyone that John Tenta is a much better professional wrestler than anybody realizes. How the dare man got you? his tiger tattoo changed to a shark <laughs> he tattoo. He was dedicated to the gimmick, right? And, he had a, and he's a hell of an action figure because of it now. But anyway. And of the, course, I own right. it. God damn the it. Heart Foundation is an amazing stable. Dude, man. I love like how each person came out, and with each person, the crowd got loud. Right. And loud. Well, and so they're, and they're so their heels. Famously, Vince says this, and it's in a bunch of Brett documentaries. It was on the A and E one. Like, you're a heel everywhere but Canada. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. They're heels, and they do heel tactics, but they are. As white meat baby face as anybody could possibly be. I love... And the whole family's in the crowd. <laughs> Fucking Bruce Hart. Bruce Hart with his throwing <laughs> his sodas at people. Dude, like, this guy just sunglasses. wanted to be a part of it right, so bad. Right. Like, I love Bruce Hart. Listen, Bruce Hart, you know, terrible name, but he's fine, you know? <laughs> the Bruce is the loose. Bruce is loose. Thank, thank you, Everest, for right. that. So when we get to the end of this, I have a picture of someone I want to show you who was also there. Okay. But anyway, all right. Is it Teddy Hart? Teddy Hart gets in the ring. Yeah, I know. The match. Yeah. I took a. I was like, is that fucking Teddy Hart? Yeah, Teddy Hart gets in the ring. I was like, that uh-huh. son of a bitch. They should have sure thrown is. him over the top rope on it. Was he was in back there? Davy Boy Junior. Davy Junior. Right. I saw Davy Junior. Was in Oge. there? Like, yeah. yeah. Natty was there. Yeah, Natty. Um, yeah. But so the match itself, dude. Yes. Let's this, talk about it. The whole building was like a fucking powder keg. Yes. Like it was just. Yes. I love when they're all. Well, that's, a ro- that's the royal family. Like that's. Yeah. They run Canada. Right. Right. Um, Stu's 89 years old. Dude, how awesome was it when they all backed out? It was just Brett and Austin, and they start trading blows. Yep. And the crowd's like into it. But when Brett starts getting the better of them, uh-huh. dude, that, like literally the fucking place is shaking. Yes. Like you, like even, like I think it was Lawler's like, the building's shaking. Uh-huh. Like, and you see the camera like yeah. unsteady. Yep. That, it, it, like, I go back and watch this match probably once a year. Yeah. Just for that crowd. It's insane. Everything they did, dude, when Pillman would run in to break mm-hmm. something up, the crowd went crazy Absolutely. every single time. Yep. When Owen came in and just was like the purest white meat baby fish mm-hmm. you've ever seen in your life. Right. Incredible. When when Nightheart came in and tried to do karate against Ken Shamrock. <laughs> dude, how great was that? <laughs> She's trying to throw shoot kicks at like, Shamrock. I was like, man, Shamrock like, will fuck you up, right. And he's like ducking stuff, and like they've all, they have this choreographed yeah. like like way way before indie like more, like kick standoffs. Yeah, it, we had one between Ken Shamrock and Nidehart. Did they innovate the indie? Standoff? They did. They did. This is the first official indie non-indie standoff between Jim the Anvil Nidehart and Juice to the Gills Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Makes me real happy. Um, that was really oh, funny. Oh man, but yeah, like uh, you know. Not without its faults, Pillman takes a terrible stunner. Yeah. Uh, and Austin botches the shit out of that sharpshooter. 
Yeah. Um, but, I mean, th- this was a great match. It's one of those matches that even if it wasn't good, and it is good because of the talent in the ring, but even if it wasn't, the crowd would carry you through it. Like, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. that was a really good match because the crowd just has you amped. Dude, Even when, through the TV, which doesn't happen very often. When Austin and Stu grab each other on right. the outside, yep. I lost. Right. Well, Every time and, I lose my mind. Right, and Bruce is throwing sodas at, yeah. at Steve. Bruce is trying to get his legs right. Bruce is trying right. to get and over And then he gets pulled Bruce. over the thing and, yeah. like, all that. Like, it, the crowd goes crazy and stew like it's just oh you know because that's because bruce hits stone cold with the soda and he turns yeah. around and thinks it was stew and he gra- and he gra- oh yeah. right man it's so right like you know like stew was probably so happy right yeah you know what absolutely I mean? like, yeah, it's a business well because that's stew you know whatever whatever human being you want to consider stew hard problematic is probably the nicest thing i could say about him but the man loved professional wrestling, loved being a part of it. That was his whole life. That's why his whole fucking family got into it, for better or worse. So for him to get this moment, um, I don't know when his last sort of moment was, but I, it was after this, I'm sure. But like this was like the like the, the best involved yeah. to a level yeah. is so cool. You know, like it's just so it's just so nice to see him. And then like I mean, the end of the match, like. Just seeing the hearts in the ring together, right. like yeah, oh man, yes, like it makes me real happy, mm-hmm. but it also breaks my heart a little bit. Well, because Hitman's the only, He's the only one left, the only, the only alive one. Yeah, I, and like, well, there's and shit, the the whole Road, other Road side, Warriors Road Warriors are, are gone. Yeah, so you know, there's out of out of this ten man match, six of them six are dead. Six of them are gone. You know? uh, but yeah, it, it makes you again, you understand why Hitman can be as bitter as he wants because yeah. the, the entire Heart Foundation is gone. Yeah. And uh, and it, young, even yeah. even Nightheart. Nightheart lasted a long time, but he was still a young man, yeah. youngish. Yeah. And it made me sad. Uh, and we almost lost Brett. So there was almost none of them. Oh, God. So it made me sad seeing uh, Owen with Oge with and Oge, Martha. Yep. And- mm hmm. Athena, I'm like, oh yeah. man, it just right. breaks my heart. Right, and you know, Davy Junior with Davy, yeah, like, it's, you know, yeah. and oh, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Natty and Anvil uh-huh. and Brian Pillman was just like everybody in the ring, right. you know, like. But that's that's how important that family is. Is that not so? In that ring is second. That the whole Heart Foundation, not well, Pillman, not, but like everybody else, second, essentially second generation professional wrestlers, and then the kids get in the ring. And they're the third generation that grow up. That they all become well, Oge doesn't. No, but the rest of them become Davy Junior, Teddy, mm-hmm. Natalia. Yeah. They become wrestlers. Yeah. that's how strong that family is for that business. How important they are to Canada is insane. Yeah. Um. Yep. You know what, what was it like the the what whatever he was of Calgary was there in attendance. The mayor, prime, prime minister, minister whatever yeah. he was, was there. Craziness. Yeah, craziness. dude, um, I loved it. I yeah. loved it so much. Yeah, it's I loved awesome. every every second of it. Like I said, I usually watch it once a year yeah. just for so nostalgia and oh, it's so my good. my brain and my memory doesn't work in a linear fashion. Like I don't, I I can't place time and stuff. Okay, and I know it was before this, but how how many years before this was the all the hearts with the Heenan with the Stu? Wake up! That was Survivor Series. 93. So it's like three years prior. Well, this was 97. This is 97, so four years prior. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was before yeah. because of character work and sure. Heenan on commentary and all that. I just didn't know how Yeah. How sort of... Yeah, far. man. It's it's a real great moment for the Hart family, right. though. Yeah. I, I 
Right. It's just absolutely. Oh man, it's so yeah. good. Um, what was your favorite out of these three? The Hell in the Cell, man. Okay, it's an all timer. Uh, the I mean the the Buried Alive is, is I don't want to say it's worst, but it's 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 the one I enjoyed the least. Yeah, Canadian Stampede is infectious. It's so much fun. And I love those wrestlers, man. I love looking at those. They're weird. Because, like, I mean, aside from the Hart Foundation, who I love all of those guys, um, the the opponents, you got Stone Cold, you got Gold Dust, you got the, like, I love all, like, Ken Shamrock's the only dude where I'm just like, Ken Shamrock was cool. But, yeah. like, you know, I, again, huge Gold Dust mark. Sure. Austin is Austin. Sure. Uh, and the Road Warriors are the goddamn animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the beasts of men. But, yeah. um. Yeah, it, the Hell in a Cell is just a complete match, man. Like that's that's an all timer wrestling match, uh, not just in your house match. So yeah, that's a that's for me that's number one out of these three because it is, man, that's an all timer. You know, if the Hell in a Cell pay per view wasn't this Sunday, yeah. and if we didn't just watch this, right? I'd say let's watch the Hell yeah. in a Cell matches. Yeah. But we'll hold it off. We'll we'll take a you know. Right. I don't want to. Well, I mean, I could watch it again. Don't right. get me wrong. Sure. But, you know, again, we'll it was uh, right. wow. Right. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm probably gonna go to the Hell in a Cell match too. Yeah, I I don't know. I just haven't watched it in a while, and I forgot just how damn good it was. It's just, it's a complete match. Yeah, I, it was great. It goes a half hour, and it doesn't feel like it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with that one too. Okay. Um, but uh, that's uh, that's what we had for our watch. We uh, list this. That uh, is this week. that is and. Next week, I came up with this idea today, well, the other day before the show. I actually came up last night watching the Heart Foundation match. Okay. Uh, I came up with this idea. I ran it past this. What we're going to do, no watch list for next week. No. No watch which, list. Which uh, makes it a little easier on us. But I had an idea. And we watched the guys, uh, whose name I don't remember and what show it was, but BuzzFeed Unsolved, those kind of those guys, if you know what that is. They do a, a YouTube show, uh, and also sort of like what, if, if anybody remembers that metal show, which wasn't very good, but they would do rankings at the end. They would do a top five, and everybody would do their own they top sure five. Would. And then they would, if something crossed over on on multiple people's top fives, then it made it to the master list top five, and it got guaranteed a spot in the top five of all time. Sure. So the idea that I had, because uh, not saying this makes it to my list, but watching the Heart Foundation, and when Hitman's music hits... God, I just that music pumps me up always. So next week, you and I are going to be discussing top five best entrance musics okay. of all time. I'm down. Anybody across the board, anything. I'll make a list. You make a list, and then we're going to argue and debate till we get a definitive. Okay. We need wrestling top five greatest entrance musics. I'm excited. I hope we're not all the same. <laughs> I, dude, I, it's so funny. I've already rattled off like 15. I have head. a bunch in my head. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I got to narrow them down. We'll play them on the show as we're talking about them, whatever they happen to be. We're going to come up with a definitive list. Top five wrestling entrance musics. Uh, I already have my honor, my honorable mention. Okay. My number six, no matter what my list is, okay. my number six is Terry Funk's No Entrance Music. <laughs> Terry, where's your theme music? I don't need no goddamn theme music. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's what we're going to do. That's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and if you want to join in, send your lists to us. Sure. We need wrestling at gmail.com. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter at we need wrestling. 
I'll plug that off stuff later too. But send us your send us your top fives. We'll talk about them. We'll throw them in the mix. If you overlap, that'll even enforce yeah. somebody getting a better spot. Yeah. But give us your top fives. Give us top three. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Tell us what your favorite is. Give us your top five. Uh, it's going to be a hard list to make. I mean, doing a lot of searching on YouTube. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really fun discussion. Uh, we, you know, we sing theme musics all the time. We do the music for it. We do all that kind of shit. We may sing them at your wife. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there may, one or two may have been played at my wedding. Um, <laughs> one may or may not be my ringtone for the last <laughs> decade. So we're going it, to, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, cooler discussion, playing those cool theme songs. Yeah, I think, I think there's going to be a lot of Jim Johnson representation. We'll, we'll uh, see. Yes, <laughs> but uh, but so that's next week. No watch list. We're going to do that and cover everything else that we normally talk about. But I think there's something we need to f- cover before we're done, right? What's that? Weekly purchases. Yeah. Did you buy anything this week? Oh, did you buy anything this week? I did. You go first. Go ahead. I bought one thing. Okay. I, I it was a light week for me. Okay. Um. So I bought the. Uh, Rey Mysterio Elite for his gear from Starcade '96. Okay, where he wrestles Jushin Thunder Liger, because uh, I love that match. And the only other Ray Elite I have is his famous purple gear against Eddie from Havoc '97. Okay, or was it '96 or '97? I, I think it's '97. Um, the purple gear Ray. Yeah, yeah, '97. So yeah, I bought the one they made a Ray Elite. It's older, mm-hmm. but somebody had it loose. It was like twenty bucks. Nice. So bought it. Uh, we were yeah. searching for that. We used to search for that for a little bit. Yeah, we went out fig hunting. Yeah, so I uh, I got it and I was like, I love it. So yeah. uh, it should be arriving tomorrow. Okay, that's what. That's all I bought, man. I didn't buy right. any fuck else. Uh, so I got from uh, Dangerously Divine Apparel. I was dude. This is so funny because I was gonna send you the link and I forgot to. I bought that's the hilarious. I bought the Aja Kong shirt. Cool. Twenty bucks, six bucks shipping. Yeah. The Bull and Kano in the same style, but I missed out on that Aja Kong one that you got, yep. so I needed a cool Aja <laughs> Kong shirt. Yeah. Even though it's technically kind of my second Aja Kong shirt. Uh, and I got my All Japan like white T-shirt shipping. That's coming. But I made I made another purchase. Uh, oh. Maybe right at the beginning of this show. What the fuck? You can't, you can't do this. I can. What'd you buy? If you fucking... Yeah, I'm going to show you the picture right now, pal. And we'll see what, see how you think about it. And uh, we'll see when it makes its way in. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you know what it is? Probably. Do you? Probably. You fucking pulled the trigger. I did. Oh. My. I God. Did. So... Daddy made a big boy purchase. Made a big boy purchase. Uh, wow! I, I, I made an offer on it, so I got twenty bucks off. Okay, good. Shipping from Japan. Okay. On card now the the one the Terry card is a little bent. Okay, but that's fine. Wow! It is the the I don't know if they're are there Chara Pros or I don't, I don't know who makes them, but uh, wow! Okay, you did it. So I bought the terry and dory japanese action figures the dory is like ceramic yeah and the terry is like cowboy vest blue starred tights yep like 70s like nwa terry uh pretty rare yeah uh they came up today uh from one of my sellers that i look at uh and it's a big boy purchase that's a big i'll tell you in private how much it's a great deal well you for sent, two figures. You, you sent me the price already. Right. Yeah. I'll, uh, anybody <laughs> wants to know, ask me Ask me privately. Ooh, baby. Um, I, I, you I, know what? 
listen here, Joe. Yeah. I read the fucking email last week. I uh-huh. read what you said about me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm the Adam. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not dropping yeah. this much guap. Uh, I'm the Michael Jordan of Terry Funk action figure collecting. Oh, no. Take it back. Um, oh, God. So. All right, bro. So, uh, I'll post the picture of them to, if nobody knows what they are. They're super rare. So, you're the Vansky. Yes. I, I, I'm the billion-dollar Vansky. Um, so the, this is like the last Harry figure. That's uh, the only one. The, there's that mini one from pro wrestling crate. Yeah. The micro uh, brawler. Yeah. I'm always on the lookout. It's like for 40. It. I don't want to pay 40 bucks for that, even though yeah. I just dropped much more for this. So, but funny story for you, pal. Uh, I wouldn't have done this. And so these two figures, like what I'm getting them for, uh, each figures less than what I paid for the beyond the mat figure. Yeah. To give you an idea, yeah. which is crazy deal. That's crazy deal. Crazy deal. I saw it. Right. I couldn't pass it up. The card is a little creased, but the bubble's intact. Yeah. So I'm not worried about it. I'm, when am I ever going to see these figures again? That's wow. Um, like I saw a loose of the Terry without the accessories for almost double what I paid for just this. Yeah. This the one the like for almost what I paid for both of these. Wow. So, but here's how I'm doing it, pal. Much like my hero Cameron Grimes. What stock did you do? I cashed. I mean, I cashed in uh, on a few of my stocks that are like the meme stock. Yeah. Uh, uh, AMC. I uh, this is completely honest. Back in the middle of the pandemic, I was in, I put a couple dollars yeah. into the stock market, and AMC was real low. It was yep. like five dollars a share because nobody was going to the movies. And I read a little bit about it, and the thing with with GameStop was happening at the time where everybody made all that money. And I don't have a ton of money to fuck around with on the stock market, but I wanted to try it out. And everybody said with AMC that yeah. once movies open back up, the shit's going to skyrocket. And it skyrocket. And I bought it at f- about $5 a share, and I only I only bought a handful of shares because I was like, you know, I don't have this kind of money, sure, but I, and sure. I don't want to lose money if this doesn't happen. And I know there's all this meme stock stuff and all this shit. And really hold it and hold it and hold it until it reaches right. this. And you, you did it for shigs and gigs. I'm not I, right. I, I'm holding on to my dog coin. Yeah, I'm not gonna get rich off of a handful of shares of AMC. Uh, so I have I I bought in the AMC at five dollars a share. Today it closed at like $62 a share. Dude, that's perfect. So I sold those because, like, again, even if it gets – the highest it's ever been was 71 And yeah. prior to that, the highest ever was like 30-some bucks. I'm never – I'm not going to get rich off of this. I'm not going to hold on to it forever. So I'm cashing – I cashed that in to uh, get something that – Technically, is no money out of my pocket. That's dude. That's why you gotta look uh, at it. What do you think? I what do you think fuels my figures? My gambling. Right. You know why? Because I actually know what the fuck I'm right. doing. So, uh, you know, and I you just hit a parlay tonight. I, I cleared it with the wife because I'm a responsible that's, married person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, you are. You know, no money out of my own pocket. That's a little bit of money awesome, out of the man. stock market, and I get a figure that is. I mean. Dude, that's the that grail of grail. grails. That was your other grail. Uh, and I get the dory. That's even better. Super. The dory's more rare and harder because yeah. the dory's like like ceramics, so yeah. it always breaks and yeah. shit. So it's coming from Japan. I've already, I talked to the guy. I put it in an offer, and he was like, "Listen, here's here's my lowest." Uh, he's like, "Base one I pay for it. This is the lowest I'll go." And I was like, "I'll take it at that," because that was still twenty, thirty bucks off what Good he was man. asking. Awesome. Uh, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it makes it here from Japan <laughs> safely. Uh, I've never had a problem. 
No. With anything yeah, I've ever gotten right. from Japan. So, um, Especially when I got that Yuji Nagata in like two yeah. days. Which and this guy weird. has really great prices. Good. It's the Tokyo Mart. That's the guy with the Yuji. Is it? That's the same awesome guy. Dude. Awesome. He's great. I, his prices are always he's, good. He's, he's very community, yeah. communicative. He's, he's awesome. I missed one. I'll show you what I missed out on this week. And you're going okay. to, uh, last week, you're going to be mad at me about it. But anyway, great guy. Hoping everything can get here yeah. real nice and Tokyo easy. Mart's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I agree. I got, I, got a, I got a grail and a half of grail That's coming. That's incredible, man. Uh, that I, I'm pumped uh, for you. That I'm super excited to have. So thank you, AMC, for tanking, and thank you for Weird Stock people for uh, raising it up without any real <laughs> reason. But that's my purchases Good for this shit, week, man. Well, I'm and very... probably my purchases for a little while. Well, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be buying much else until the pre-orders for like that Bam Bam come up. Yeah, but I don't know what else. Uh, I yeah. don't know. As my life goes, we'll right. we'll see how right. we go. But yeah, I'm not, I'm, yeah. A, I'm I'm pumped. I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to stay off things for a little while because even though it's not technically not out of my pocket, it is still a lot of money to pay for yeah, a toy. Except for when you pay for your ticket for the GCW show. Oh boy, how much are they? Do we know? We'll discuss. Okay. All right. um, I know. Uh, yeah. Adam got GA. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do GA. Is it standing room? Yeah, I can do it. All right. How long is the show gonna be? Well, it starts, I can stand for it starts con- at like 8 o'clock. Yeah, I can stand for concerts. Okay, I'll, do, I'll right. deal with it. All right. I'll bring a little seat. I'll sit. I'll sit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, fuck yeah. I can figure it out. All right, cool. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not committing to anything. It's Come not a on. I'm not committing to anything. All right. Yeah. All right. No, 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 no non-commit. You call me a coward on a podcast, you know what? I'll prove to you that I am, in fact, that coward. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, that's all. Uh, wow. God damn. That's yep. a hell of an ending. Hell of an ending. I'm very pumped for you. Hell of an ending. My cat's happy. She's, she's freaking she's out going back there. That's over there, man. Uh, I don't know if I'm being here, but whatever. Yeah. Ripley has fun. She's playing. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, that's it for us. Uh, I'm going to hit the plugs real quick. Do it up, man. Uh, like I said before, you want to email us your top five entrance musics. That's at uh, we need wrestling at gmail.com. You can find the show at we need wrestling.com and Spotify, iTunes, all the other happy stuff. Uh, we are at We Need Wrestling on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there. Hit us up. Talk to us. We like doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're part of Soon To Be Named Network at STBN Network on Twitter. Soon To Be Named Network.com. Soon To Be Named Network.tumblr.com. We're also part of PW Ponderings at PW Ponderings and PWPonderings.com. Our shows go up there like a day or two after you'll see them here. But they're a great community. They've been really great to us. They have a ton of other shows too. Uh, so check that stuff out there where we get put up in their feed and on their website. Uh, and the soon to be named network, like I said, you can find all other kinds of shows at odds with wrestling, long box heroes, uh, porch talk, puzzle warriors, three profane argument, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Listen to pod van Dam. They don't need our help. Uh, Lots of other place, people, places, and things all over the place in the podcast. Hey, congrats world. to Joe for uh, being the A Show champion. Oh yeah, listen to the A Show uh, at the A Show on CKCC. Joe wins, uh, defended my honor, uh, winning the first the first tournament of champions. And I think Boar is up next week on the show. Boar is going to be there. I think Ed Cody's doing yeah. it. So, so listen to those episodes. Uh, you know, George Gatton lost to Joe. That's the guy who beat me, and George is a good guy. So, uh, I don't, know, don't mind losing to him. So, listen to those guys, yeah. too. But uh, I think that covers it. That cover it? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. I well, think, this is a, this a nice shorter episode. Oh, man, I'm real pumped for you. About thank you, fingers. pal. That's awesome. Thank you. And uh, your cat is playing with my belt. Okay, good. The well, it's laying on the floor. All right, that's what happens. You, you <laughs> and my cat are now in a strap match. <laughs>
<laughs> Riffy would kick my she ass. She certainly would. Uh, yeah, though, that's that's it, I believe. Oh, personal. If you want to hit me up, I'm uh, with the dudes. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. we have those things, don't we? T A G D O O G E. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you can talk about on there. You can see my Terry or my uh, my Terry Funk action figure when it comes in. Yeah. Uh, and I handle it with white gloves. But my uh, the Rick <laughs> Flair Ultimate Rick Flair, my Michael P S Hayes that came in too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, whatever. We're, all, we're yeah. out there watching horror movies, hanging out. Still working my way through the teen sex comedies of the seventies, eighties, <laughs> and nineties. Still, uh, uh, if you want to follow me and watch me have, you know, not as bad of a mental collapse as the Philadelphia seventy sixers are yeah, having right close. now. But tomorrow might be it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Breadx Edge five seven zero. Um, I don't know. I don't really tweet about much else right now. That's about it. And it makes me real sad. Those fucks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. Uh, this is a ton of fun yeah. every week. It's a good ass time. Yeah. So if, uh, I, if I hustle my ass, we can get this up before midnight for the first time it. in a let's long time. Let's challenge it. Let's do this. All right. All right, everybody. Have a nice weekend. Goodbye. You're listening to the soon-to-be-named soon network. To be- the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Night off, nerds! <laughs>